My name is Chris Greenspawn. You're listening to The Vacuum Seal. It's a show with intimate interviews, mostly from Southern California, and the focus is cultural criticism. Sometimes this show is going to be funny and full of sound effects, and sometimes we'll just sit up on a hill and break your heart. The first interview on the vacuum seal is with Felipe Flores. He's the cartoonist from La Mirada behind Trabajo Press. In his comics, you get a perfect blend of idealism and cynicism done in a grim but sexy Bronze Age style. Think Jack Kirby crossed with Daniel Klaus, or maybe the Hernandez brothers mixed with Charles Burns. Felipe might hate those comparisons for all I know, but they feel appropriate because he's writing a time travel series that pits real people like the Ramones against movie characters like the Warriors. I'll shove that bat up your ass and turn you into a popsicle. We're going to talk about that comic, but we'll start off with the first project of his that really caught my attention, his Simpsons zine. Flores drew the Simpsons realistically and included an essay that delved into questions like why Marge and Homer are still together and how, because of that, Bart and Lisa's behavior makes sense. Here's the origin. I was doing, like, the Portland Zine Fest, and when I came off the bus, I saw this 35-year-old guy, like, on a skateboard with, like, cut off you know, blue dickies and like a red t-shirt and like spiky hair and like some tattoos and he just gave me like the dirtiest look and he just like skated by me and just like in like a flash I was just like that's Bart Simpson but he's like a real person and he just like aged in real time like from like when the series started. He was sitting at his table drawing Bart during the zine fest when it hit him. The Simpsons are very real people. Don't forget me. Don't worry Homer. You'll always be a part of me. I mean, we always grew up watching The Simpsons because it's always on like twice a day. But then, like looking back in hindsight, you know, just trying to map out the character's history, you find like this sadness, like these traumatic events. And like, it's like, what's amazing about The Simpsons is it's a true mythology because uh, it isn't like one guy sat down and wrote all this. It was the culmination of just like, a decade of writers at different points like adding different elements to these characters and then when you add them all together you just see like these people are like tragic you know sad people like it made me like more appreciative of like people like homer and bart like they seem more like not victims but they seem like they have like a clear trauma that makes them act the way they do I just don't think you should get too excited about the woman who abandoned you for 25 years. You could get hurt again. First, it wasn't 25 years. It was 27 years. And second, she had a very good reason. Which was? I don't know. I guess I was just a horrible son and no mother would want me. Well, let's go back to Bart, the man you saw skate by you at the bus stop. What's Bart's trip? Bart's trip, it's funny, like... Because, like, as a kid, like, on the show, he was my favorite because he was just, like, you know, Bartman, whatever. He's your age. Yeah, he was, like, around my age. And then Homer became my favorite because he's so, like, dumb and, like, wacky and stuff. But, like, now looking back, Bart's, like, a fantastic character. He's, like, a modern Huck Finn. And um, the way he acts in situations at the time when I was watching the show, like, oh, this kid's bad. He's a bad kid. He's disrespectful. But now watching it, like, oh, he's acting like a completely, like, you know, well adjusted human that's how i would act in that situation like because he's surrounded by authority figures that are just miserable like seymour skinner and like who's actually one of my favorite characters oh he's a fantastic character 
Um, so yeah, Bart's like a he's like a modern Huck Finn. Like he he's he had, and from my perspective, he has ADD. He has like a learning disability at a time when like people weren't very respectful of that. One of his problems may be his short attention span, which can lead to blah 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 blah. I never really put it together before, but he really does have trouble in school. He, he's he's not willfully doing bad. He clearly cannot stay focused. Yeah, the first episode, uh, Bart the Genius, he's trying to like do a math problem in his head. And this is like one of the best depictions of ADD I've ever seen. And he can't even read it because like his brain's working so fast and like he's getting distracted by his own thoughts and he can't even finish a sentence and then like in season two there's an episode called uh, bark gets an f where it's one of the most heartbreaking scenes in the simpsons where like they're just talking like what should we do with bart like he's not doing well and then he just gets on the desk and he's just like just say it i'm dumb you all think it you all know it everybody knows it. i'm dumb why are we dancing around the obvious i know it you know it i am dumb okay dumb as a post think i'm happy about it and like it's just like one of like the most like I don't know, it's like a purely, like, sad moment in The Simpsons, like, without being, like, too pushy, like, you know, like a Lisa episode or something, but, um, yeah, and he's he's very compassionate, and he's, like, very open-minded, and he's very comfortable with his sexuality. There's gotta be something fun in my parents' closet. Wanna dress up like ladies? Uh, wouldn't that make us kind of fruity? What's the matter? Scared you might like it? I'll show you who's scared. Oh, wow. This really hides my thighs. His relationship with Milhouse is like, he sees like a lot of like pain in Milhouse's life. And like, that's why he's friends with Milhouse. He's not like, he's not trying to be like a big dog in his like group of friends. He doesn't even have a group of friends. He just like sees something like lacking in Milhouse and he just like keeps him around, you know? That's true. And he's even willing to, to stand by people who have even worse reputations like Ralph. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think he's like a great character. He's like, and I feel the same way about Homer. I feel like Homer is just, like, somebody who, like, went through years of abuse with his, like, father being told he's, like, fat and he's, like, stupid. And But he's, com- <laughs> in comparison to, like, other characters of the show, he's not that fat. He's, like, a little overweight. Like, Barney is way fatter. Chief Wiggum's way fatter. Even, like, uh, the doctor. Dr. Hibbert is fatter than him. But, like, he's, like, <laughs> whenever he goes to the doctor's office, like, Dr. Hibbert's, like... Like, insult him. <laughs> hey, up your Springfield. One, two, three, four. While the Simpsons zine takes cartoon characters and makes them more realistic, Flora's new comic, Hypertime, does the opposite. The first issue is New York 1976. In it, Travis Bickle, Woody Allen, Shelley Duvall, Hilly Crystal, and the Ramones all get the halftone treatment. The 70s uh, comic is like a commentary on history in general. I don't think history is something that's, like, knowable. You only look at history through the context that you're, like, living through. So, I mean, it's something, like, we can never, like, actually, like, visit. So it's always, like, something we're, like, interpreting and just, like, applying, like, our morality to. Like, for me, like, 1976 New York is, like, uh, Camelot or, like, um, the Wild West or something at this point because there's so many movies made during the time and so many albums... You know, like television, Ramones, uh, Richard Hell. They don't mention New York, maybe, but it's like they're just like so linked to like that time and that place. The comic makes references to like every page is like a different movie. 
but they're like I watched like every movie that takes place like in New York in like 1976. Uh, so I threw in characters from like maybe 20 different movies, but they they just like kind of walk by, and incredibly like they all like really kind of connect to each other. And starring the Mad Prophet of the Airways, Howard Beale. He literally takes a page out of Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns and a screen out of Network. I'm as bad as hell! And fills a page with little screaming Howard Beals on the nightly news. So you listen to me. Television is not the truth. Television is a goddamn amusement park. Television is a circus, a carnival, a traveling troupe of acrobats, storytellers, dancers, singers, jugglers, sideshow freaks, lion tamers, and football players. We're in the boredom-killing business. The connective tissue between all these movies is probably vigilantism. Network has it, The Warriors has it, and Taxi Driver's Travis Bickle, the main character of the comic, he has it. Picture him driving Lou Reed and Andy Warhol to CBGB. May 10th. Thank God for the rain, which has helped wash away the garbage and the trash off the sidewalks. I'm working long hours now. Six in the afternoon to six in the morning, sometimes even eight in the morning. Six days a week, sometimes seven days a week. It's a long hustle, but it keeps me real busy. I can take in three, three fifty a week, sometimes even more when I do it off the meter. So he's he's driving these uptown artists to the show, and he's making these scathing comments about the punks outside of CBGBs, who you might even liken to maybe a group of punks or hipsters outside of a a show at a warehouse in Boyle Heights. It kind of looks like a similar scene, like something you could see in real life today in L.A. But then at the end, he says the punks are meant for something greater. What's going on with him? Well, I mean, he keeps complaining about these people, but he still goes inside. And um, he fails to recognize that, like, this whole scene is basically him, too. Like, I mean, he's basically punk. Like, I mean, he's by the end of, like, the Taxi Driver movie, like, he's got the mohawk and, like, he's wearing, like, these skinny jeans and, like, the jacket. He looks like an 82 punk. Does that have resonance with the alt-right, you know, being, in their minds at least, if not in in reality, working-class white people who refuse to side with other denizens of society? Well, yeah, it's about... It's so, like, the outsider narrative is, like, alluring. Just, like, the whole world's against me. Just, like, society's so sick. And, like, that's a very, like, masturbatory, like, stance. Because um, it's much easier to, like, feel that way than just, like, find what you have in common with people. Like, if Travis was just, like, "Uh, you know what? Like, maybe I do have something in common with this, like, scene. Like, if he actually did care about people, he would probably, like, enjoy himself at the club. Why doesn't he care about people? Um, I think he's just like a social, even in the movie, like what I took away from like the movie was, um, like this is his problem. Like he puts himself in like a bad situation just to be a hero, just cause he's so self-centered. I'm the, I'm square. You're the one that's square, man. I don't go screwing fuck with a bunch of killers and junkies the way you do. You call that being hip? What world are you from? I mean, he could just leave anytime he wants. He doesn't, and he has like a family, and like he lies to them. The issue ends strangely 
with the droogs from Clockwork Orange discovering a Ramones record. If that sounds wrong, keep in mind that even though Clockwork Orange was released in 1971, it takes place in the future. The Hypertime series transcends place and period, and the next issue is Los Angeles 82. It's supposed to feature characters from Repo Man, Back to the Future, The Circle Jerks, and keep your fingers crossed, E.T. Yeah, it's a very like long game planned uh, series. It goes like ancient and it goes like way in the future. So um, this like is like a very little part of it because like punk is like a phenomenon of New York at that time. The 90s one's gonna center around the LA riots. It's gonna have a lot of like more like hip hop guys in it, a lot of like crime movies from the early 90s, like Heat, Big Lebowski, Pulp Fiction, stuff like that. In the 2000s, you know, you have like all these like space movies and then uh, I'll just like give a tease. The Antichrist from Rosemary's Baby finally comes of age in the 2000s. That climax brings the timeline right up to Flores' nonfiction work, which covers local issues for him like the Ku Klux Klan rally in Anaheim and the murder of Kelly Thomas outside the Fullerton train station. I do the nonfiction ones when something upsets me in the news uh, on a local level. I think that's like when my voice has something to say. Like I rarely, you know, make a social media post about national news events. But um, things like that happen in my community, I feel like connected to in a way. And like if something disgusting happens and like, you know, that's that does reflect a little bit on me. And I want to say something about it. How much can these little efforts help people help themselves in the community? Um, Well, yeah, I mean, from doing these zines, like I've you know, connected with people involved in, like, these situations, like the Kelly Thomas one, for sure, yeah. And um, I met some, uh, not cool people, but uh, I met some interesting people, like, outside of, like, you know, my world because of it. And it's, uh, we all know, like, what's going on with, like, the internet and the information on it. It's a mess right now. Um, So if you could, like, fall back on, like, print media... That'd be great. I think like people are might have to start going back to print because it's a record. It's like a record or something. I think everything on the internet, yeah, is a record, but... You don't keep any of that stuff. Yeah, you don't know where it comes from. You have, like, no idea where this information is coming from. If you're, like, doing, like, these zines I do, like, that involve, you know, recreating these things, you have to, like, go to the locations, take pictures, find the original, like, articles, which are print, to do them. I like that. It forces you to be a journalist. Uh, yeah, I don't just do it out of, you know, this is probably what I think happened. You know, I get it as close to possible as, as I can. But And it has to have, like, you know, a video recording of the situation, too. All right, Felipe, thank you for your time. Thank you. That was great. That was Trabajo Press's Felipe Flores. You can see his work at Felipe Flores Comics on Instagram. That's all one word. Felipe with an F and one P. And you can look for him on Facebook, too. I'm Chris Greenspawn. Thanks for listening to The Vacuum Seal. Vacuum Seal.